Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, uh, I'm Michelle, compulsive overeater. Hi, you guys? Uh, some of you guys look familiar. Um, I um, so it's good to. I always like familiar faces. Um, and actually, my very first meeting, there was a familiar face there, someone from my career. So that even a couple of people from my career, because I went. My first meeting was a downtown noon meeting, and I felt a great deal of comfort from that. Um, so we'll I'll start by qualifying. Um, I have been in Overeaters Anonymous for 24 years and have been abstinent during that time, the 24 years. I'm maintaining a weight that's about at least 55 pounds less than my top weight and 10 pounds more than my bottom weight because I did some underweighting, underbeing. Um, and uh, so that'll be probably talked about. Um, yeah, I think that counts as qualifying. Um, and I, um, so I started in Overeaters Anonymous 24 years ago on September 15th. Um, before that, I started compulsive, compulsively overeating very young. Um, I grew up in a family where my mom showed love with food by baking and then also was completely obsessed about her own weight and our uh, my my her appearance my appearance my sister's appearance and didn't seem to care less about my brother's appearances. Um, so I grew up with some messages that were conflicting like food is love and um, don't get fat. And um, and if you are fat or if you are overweight, that you're not really worthy of love. Um, that um, see, she just died last year, at 93 years old. She still sort of had that same attitude. I have a niece who's quite beautiful, and she's she would say things like, "Anna is so beautiful; she doesn't need to be nice," or things like that. So it's just like it. I just said, Matt, mom, there's so much more going on with Anna than her beauty. Um, so that's, that's how I was raised. And, um, and I took, and probably was born, born a compulsive overeater too, because I was pretty young that I started compulsive eating. And, um, and so what I liked most of all was candy and I would steal my parents' money to go buy candy. And I would, um, when I hit like puberty, when life got challenging and, um, and I was sort of overweight, not really, probably pretty close to weight I rate, rate weigh right now, but um, my uh, older brother told me I was overweight at that weight. And I, um, I would go to the grocery store after school and buy a package of cookies with my brother and we would just eat them, not a different brother, <laughs> we would just eat it. And, um, and this progressed, this just kept progressing through my life. Um, I did a lot, I was full of fear and anxiety too. And that also might be something that I was born with um, and would eat for comfort. And I, um, 
was constantly in fear that I was going to fail. And so as a result, I ended up, um, you know, doing really well in school, well in my career, because I was willing to walk through walls for to prove that I was okay. And um, actually worked, I went to college and went to law school and became a lawyer. And at my first law firm, one of the partners said to another partner that Michelle's willing to walk through walls. So it wasn't, that wasn't even just my uh, definition. And I, even then I thought, hey, that sounds kind of weird. Um, so, um, and li life was, um, it was lonely and it was, um, it was um, scary and, sometimes it was sad and I just didn't know how to find a better way of living about whether it was eating or constantly overworking. Um, when I was 19, I met um, a man who became, my, I, mean, I hardly even think at 19 that we were met, that he was a man and I was a woman, but certainly didn't feel like that. But that I met him, it was my very first boyfriend and he was also a compulsive overeater and obese and, um, we ended up getting married. Um, and so I, you know, I even married someone who, um, who I was comfortable with that I, who I could eat with. And I, um, we, we had two kids and, um, when that's, when we started having, and during this time as a kid, even, I think I first started my first diet when I was like 12 and, um, it was like the half a cheese sandwich diet, where that's what I would eat for lunch is just a half a cheese sandwich. And that lasted about, you know, that would last one day because then the next day I would go to the cafeteria. I'd bring my half a cheese sandwich for lunch, but go to the cafeteria and eat hostess pies. So, um, you know, I also had times of being very successful on diets. Like, uh, no, that's not true. I, my weight went up and down and then, but there were, it was sort of, as I got older, I, I found a pay in way that seemed to work because it has a really healthy food plan. But for me, it, there was something else missing. There was just this hole inside of me that wasn't being addressed by just a healthy food plan. And, um, our, you know, I, so like, Right before I came here, I was working. I had uh, two small kids. Actually, by the time I got here, there were seven and nine. But um, I was having marital problems and um, was was working si at least six days a week and late into the night. And uh, my best solution for my life was that I would drive my car over the over a bridge into the river. Um, and then I. Um, the working got so bad. I remember my my oldest daughter was two years old, and I um, uh, worked all night and came home, and her dad was was giving her breakfast, and she, mommy, you never came home from work. Um, and so, when there was right before I came to OA two, I can remember um, like yelling at them because I was frustrated with my husband. So I think we call that misdirected anger and. And, um, and then I made the kind of amends I made before I got to OA, which was, I'm really sorry, you guys, you know, I love you, don't you? And they, and one of them just said, um, you know, she was, a, she said, how, how would you know, we know you love us if you're always yelling at us? 
And, um, you know, it just broke my heart, but I really felt like I could be a compulsive worker because the girls were better off without me. So the, my marriage was falling apart and I came to, uh, we were going to marriage counseling and it just wasn't working. Um, but that's not what I told the marriage counselor. I just told her we don't need it anymore. I didn't like, wasn't, wasn't even honest in marriage counseling. And um, she says, okay. So she said, um, husband, you go to Overeaters Anonymous, wife, you go to anger management. I, he, he was more visibly obese. I think I was probably on one of my down cycles with where I was going down. Um, and so all she went by was, was how we looked. Um, so that actually the anger management counselor uh, didn't really work out well because I remember talking about my eating and she just sort of giggled or said, oh, really? Um, but I, my husband went to um, Overeaters Anonymous. He actually went to OA How, where you work, a, you're, you get a sponsor and you work your steps every single day when you start. And I saw him changing. I saw him losing weight. I saw him actually reaching out to someone every day because that's not, neither one of us were like that. Our house was depressing. Um, we, um, so I'm sorry, I just realized where the timer's coming from. So I've gone longer than I thought, but um, anyway, so um, I always say my bottom was when I hit goal weight and then I just, but, and I was, and just kept going down. So I got down to like the very bottom weight from my height then looked at myself and said, you're still fat. Um, and that was my bottom. So I saw over it anonymous working for my husband. He, he didn't stick with it. And I came, I had already tried over to Eaters Anonymous and hated it because all that God talk, I didn't like the bulimics and anorexics, even though I had tendencies in both directions and um, decided that that wasn't for me. But when I saw it working for him five years later, I said, I'm going to give it a shot. And I came into over to Anonymous and at the noontime meeting in Sacramento, um, which is hard hard to say I don't have time for a noontime meeting when I'm working anyway. And then uh, I heard uh, I heard my story from multiple people, from people who didn't look anything like me. I'd say the person I identify with most had lost, she'd only, she was pretty new. She'd weighed 400 pounds and lost hundred pounds. But when she talked about the loneliness and the isolation, I, um, I heard my story and I got a sponsor right away and started working the steps. And by, I tell people who haven't worked the steps yet that um, your life will change. I don't know what it's gonna, how it's gonna change, but it's gonna change. And um, so I, I've worked the steps now many times. And um, so I'm gonna jump right over to uh, uh, what it's like now, but I, um, I, uh, 24 years is a lot of life to live and stay abstinent. And I'm not, I'm not talking about sticking to a serious food plan. I, I mean, um, but what I've been given is balance, balance in my eating and balance in my weight and balance in my life. That is not something I had before I got here. I was constantly up and down, whether it was weight, whether it was life, whether it was you name it. And um, I've been given the gift of balance. And um, so in, in 24 years, you know, my kids have gone from seven and nine to 32 and 
34. I don't know if that adds up, but that's where they are. And so I've gone from having little kids to adults. That means we've gone through the teen years. I've been divorced. I've been, uh, I bought a house on my own. I, um, I got remarried and I'm still married after 13 years. That's a miracle. And um, it's just a lot of life. And my parents um, both recently died and they both needed my care for, for quite a few years. Um, and I took care of them, but also set boundaries. Like I really didn't go live with them. I, I uh, stayed with them a couple of days a week and then hired caregivers, but I was able to do that. And I was able to do that as a result of these steps. And I wanted to, uh, so I thought like, so I wrote, what, what's it like now? And I, it's a lot of life on life terms. And one of the biggest gifts, I wanted to talk about the 10th step because this is the 10th month, the 10th, 10th month of the year. And the 10th step has been, has helped me do that as well as the 11th. I wake up every morning and do prayer and meditation as well as all the tools, as well as 12 step by sponsored people and am sponsored. But the 10th step, at every, not every night, but a lot of nights, I'm able to look at my day. And the first thing I start with is what went right in that day, what I did to further my recovery, what I did, um, you know, something tough I accomplished. That's what I did right. My next one is challenges. And I don't really call it resentments or fears. I just call it challenges because then I don't get all wrapped up. Is it resentment? Is it fear? Is it both? It's just challenges. And then I write down whatever challenges came my way during the day. And, um, and then I go through the columns in the big book really quickly, though. I don't spend for It's about a 15-minute process and go through the columns, what's affected, and most importantly, what's my part. And then I can see my part. And it's usually um, taking something personally. It's usually having expectations of other people or life or myself that are unreasonable. In fact, any expectations seem to be unreasonable and fear fear that I'm not good enough and I'm not loved. So it's, it's almost like I could write, I don't even need to think of what the challenge is. I could just write it based on that. And then I write out a prayer to be relieved of whatever came up in my part in a gratitude list. And that has gotten me through everything in my life. And um, so like when my parents were needed my care, I'd say, I'd say my divorce was the hardest thing in the 24 years and the, the last few years with my parents was hard. But people have asked me like, in fact, someone today said, you know, I'm living with my mom and she's taking care of her. You know, how did, how did you get through that? I said, put in my abstinent first. And by that means working those steps every single day. So um, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I promise. I promise. Because I was not going to buy into all this woo-woo God stuff. And, um, and now I'm all bought into this woo-woo God stuff. But it doesn't have to be woo-woo or, or even God stuff just has to be a higher power. So um, I bet my time's long up. I, I didn't, wasn't looking at the chat. Anyway, I bet it's up. So um, I think I will, will end there and I'm, um, it is up. I'm very, very grateful to be, be here. Thanks.